Hey, Granville Chapel Youth, welcome back to our Lent 2020 podcast series called 40 Days with Jesus. Here we are in our extended spring break due to COVID-19, and today we're diving into an iconic sermon by Jesus called the Sermon on the Mount. It's right in Matthew chapter 5, open your Bible and follow along. To go along with that sermon, I found this awesome song by a worship band from England from the KXC Church singing a song called Kingdom Come. The Sermon on the Mount is the perfect reflection about Jesus as we prepare ourselves to consider the meaning of Easter, of Jesus's amazing gift on the cross, and what that means for our life out in God's world. All right, as we begin, I actually want to ask you something strange. Have you seen the show Stranger Things? I know that a lot of you have. It's actually become one of my favorite Netflix series. Though I wouldn't recommend it to all ages unless you like watching thrillers that border on horror. This one can definitely give you nightmares. Did you know that because we live in God's world, you can find his truth everywhere, including movies, even in Stranger Things? It's one of those shows where I see something true about God's kingdom. So let me back up a bit. Last week, I took our hub youth away to Rockridge Canyon, those who are going to go on Fresno because our Fresno trip was canceled due to this virus. So there we were, living for a weekend in an amazing mountain retreat center while the world outside seemed to be melting down over the fear of this global pandemic. Then Monday morning, we studied this chapter, Matthew chapter 5. In this famous sermon by Jesus, the value of his Father God are totally upside down from the way of the world, uh, the way without God. And in Stranger Things, it describes something called the upside down. See, this group of kids who lives in a quiet little town called Hawkins in the 1980s, their friend Will Byers goes missing in the forest, but he actually hasn't been taken away. He's right there but in like another dimension that looks like Hawkins, but it's all dark and gloomy and spooky, like a nightmare version, which they call the Upside Down. In the Upside Down, it's ruled by a creature called the Mind Flayer who's out to kill you. It's like he gets his energy by sucking the life out of living things who he then drags into the Upside Down. And in Stranger Things, we see that the Mind Flayer has found a way to break through into the normal world into the right side up, you might say, to start taking it over. So you might be asking, Mike, what could this possibly have to do with Matthew chapter 5? Okay, stay with me. So God's kingdom that Jesus is describing here in Matthew 5 is totally reversed from the normal way that our world works. People have often called Jesus's kingdom the upside down kingdom. As we dive into Matthew chapter 5, I want to just read a few verses here and help you compare our world's values to Jesus' kingdom of God values. In the sermon, Jesus talks about, Blessed are those who mourn, they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And lastly, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely accuse you because of me. 
Great is your reward in heaven, just like God's prophets from long ago. So like these values Jesus is describing here seem so strange to us, but I want to suggest that he is describing God's version of the right side up. Remember, we live in God's world that he has designed from the beginning to operate on principles of love, serving others, light, laughter, joy. Go back to Genesis 1 and, and read our origin story. God's original intent for the world is an amazing place where we walk and talk daily with our creator God, where we are totally open and free with other people, where creation supports our life and we take care of it. At the beginning, God essentially designed a utopia. But early on, our enemy Satan entered in and humans chose the selfish path away from God, uh, wanting to be our own gods. And you see, we're still doing that today as a society, right up to now. Humans have chosen a path that is sick and twisted in on itself. The Bible's word for that is sin. So I want to look at a few of those values and maybe suggest what the kingdom of the world might say. So blessed are those who mourn. The world might say, actually, blessed are you when you're always happy, glad, when you're never struggling, because then you'll feel great and you'll have a fulfilled life that others can admire. Blessed are the meek. The world might say, blessed are the proud and powerful. They will inherit the earth. Um, Jesus says, Blessed are the ones persecuted for righteousness. Well, the world might say, blessed are the, the tolerant who always do what is right in the eyes of others. They will be popular and well-liked by the whole world. And lastly, that thing about blessed are you when you're insulted or persecuted because of me? I think the world might say, no, blessed are you if you can stay in everyone's good books when your reputation is untarnished by any of your actions or any of your beliefs, because then great is your reward now in society, at school, at work, and on social media. So up to this day, we have believed the lies of God's enemy, Satan, who simply appeals to our God-given desires by twisting them into self-centered, twisted versions of what God made for good. I'm convinced that we actually do live in a world of the upside down. That's right. I think our world is the one is the upside down. But see, the problem for us in our first world context uh, in a city like Vancouver, where I live, is that we're under this illusion that everything is fine. Normally, we have all the food we want, all the, we do all the sports and hobbies we want. We live in comfortable homes. Uh, we have family and friends. But I want you to take a moment and actually look around. For example, right here at home in Vancouver, you can see street homeless people living on the streets in, in our rich city of Vancouver, down in the downtown east side. And you see their life on the streets is often violent and dangerous, where, where drug dealers who have a lot of money and come from somewhere else bring poison-laced drugs onto the downtown streets. And the low-income homes that many of them get are, are bug-infested. They're old hotels uh, called single-room occupancy rooms. And the city of Vancouver allows them to stay open. And then these low-income people have to pay six or $700 a month for these horrible spaces. These vulnerable people, many of whom are our Aboriginal folks, are sick. They've got no health care. They're old, but they've got no family. They're unemployed, not because they don't have skills, but because nobody will hire them. That's right in our city. 
And a second example around the world of what I think is totally upside down is this. Look at the Syrian refugee crisis. For over five years, families from Syria have been living in refugee camps along the borders of Turkey and Greece because of the war in Syria. If you're a kid, you're not in school. If you're an adult, there's no work. Families are lucky to get some rationed food by the UN. Recently, some refugees tried to escape from Turkey into Greece, and they were stopped by soldiers in violent clashes. Essentially, they're living like animals without food and without safety. So for people like these, their life truly is like the nightmare that we see the upside down in Stranger Things. We've got to remember, they actually are part of our world. We can't live in a sheltered bubble. God wants us to come out of that and look at the flimsy walls uh, that our, our money and our privilege creates. He wants us to come out of that because Jesus wants to show us that even though we live in the upside down, he has won the war over Satan. And God's new world of the right side up has begun coming in, in shafts of light, breaking open the upside down. Just like in season one of Stranger Things, Will Byers' friends were able to break into the upside down and pull him back into the light. And Jesus, he's become our rescuer in the very same way. Jesus literally is our light and our life in a dark world. He's not a fake light or life, but he's real. I want to give you some examples of why I think that's true, where I see it in our world. Remember, we just talked about the poverty on the streets of Vancouver. Well, uh, our Fresno team actually met some friends called Joel and Krista Don Kimsey and Megan Broadfoot. They've actually chosen to live their lives in the downtown east side where they and their friends have restored an old broken down house and where they spend their days working with their neighbors to help have better lives. We met two of their neighbors, Erica and Dan. They themselves are homeless and they've lived in and out of those horrible single room occupancy rooms. But they're followers of Jesus. Through many tough and unfair things uh, that have happened to them, they have followed Jesus. And though they live on the streets, they share hope with their friends and neighbors. They do something every day to try and push back the pain they feel and restore the dignity of their neighbors. Second example, I talked about some Syrian friends. Well, I have a Syrian friend named Sara. In 2015, her family had to flee their home in Syria. They spent some time in nearby Lebanon and later came to Canada in 2016. Sarah has had to face very difficult, very sad and scary things. However, she's also told me stories of Jesus saving and restoring people around her. For example, when she lived in Lebanon, she worked at a school with YWAM. She got to teach in that school where refugee kids got to be loved and where they got to keep learning. They got to hear about Jesus who frees them from fear and even frees them from demonic influences through prayer. Once Sarah and her family got to Canada, they were able to work as translators to help other Arabic-speaking Syrians talk to doctors to get those kids in school to learn how to settle down in this strange new place of Canada. So you see, Jesus is our rescuer in this upside down that we live in. He's constantly at work in the world, bringing his light and life. And he does that mostly through us, his church, by filling us with God's Holy Spirit who can release our gifts on a hurting world. He literally can work through us to make beautiful things. So even though COVID-19 feels like a brand new threat, it's not. It's just another version of the same old darkness and broken things trying to wreak havoc and disaster.
You see, diseases and disasters and famines and wars, they've always been ravaging our world since our ancestors Adam and Eve chose to welcome the darkness of the upside down by listening to the lies of Satan, by choosing the self-directed sinful path instead of a God-directed path. And while Jesus is at work restoring those broken things around us, Lent helps us remember that Jesus' rescue saves us from the same brokenness inside ourselves, not just the stuff out there. The selfishness, the power grabbing, the anger, the jealous trends wreaking havoc in our own soul. They've been ravaging human life since Adam and Eve chose that dark path instead of letting God the Father be the master of our hearts. It's these twisted dark values inside of us that lead us to starting wars, to abusing people, uh, to hoarding money and resources, to abusing the creation around it, uh, around us instead of caring for it. So as we close today, I want to share this song called Kingdom Come by the KXC Church in London. I hope you enjoy it and I hope these words become the longing of your heart today. And as you listen, here's my question for you today. What broken values do you see in yourself? that you want God's help with. Can you identify the twisted paths inside your heart that leads you into selfishness, into hatred of others, or even hatred of yourself? Today, what do you need God's help to be rescued from? Or maybe it's the broken things around that you want to pray about. Reflect on what you see in your world and what you want God to restore. Secondly, a prayer. This is an ancient prayer of the Christian church and it's only three words. Here it is. Lord, have mercy. I want to invite you to pause and pray those simple three words to our loving God. Lord, have mercy. Remember that God is present, active, and loving, and that he longs to give us mercy and life in a dark, upside-down world. Be specific. Ask for Jesus' mercy to bring light and life in the dark situation you're facing inside of you or in the problems of our world that most concern you. Lord, have your mercy. Christ, have mercy. Well, I hope that you've been a little more encouraged today as we've looked at the Bible and talked about the ways of Jesus during Lent. Hang around a little bit longer today and keep listening to this song. And I'll see you right here next time on the 40 Days with Jesus podcast. Have a great day. Yo